0: اذك وغيرهم من الذين يعتقدون يعتقدون في فسق الناس والجهالهم من الاحياء يقولون نحن لا نعبد هؤلاء ولا نعبد الا الله وحده ولا نصلي لهم ولا نصوم ولا نحج ولا نحج ولا نحج these grave worshippers.
1: if you say to me, if you say to me, that these rave worshippers and other than them, who believe something in these ignorant transgressors, people people don't pray, who drink alcohol, some of them, they think they're the awliya of Allah. Okay? فِي فَسَقَةِ النَّاسِ وَجُهَالِهِمْ مِنَ الْأَحْيَاءِ لَا We don't worship besides Allah. We don't worship these, these things that you can see, we don't worship them. وَلَا نَعْبُدُ إِلَّا اللَّهَ And we don't worship except Allah. وَلَا نُصَلِّي We don't pray to these people. وَلَا We don't fast for them. وَلَا نَحُجُّ We don't do hajj for these people. قُلْتُ I will say to you.
0: You're,
1: the reason why you're thinking that you're not worshiping them is ignorance of the ibadah. So this is a problem. A lot of people don't even know what Ibadah is. Do you know what they think Ibadah is? Those three that they mentioned. Fasting, praying, hajj. They only think those are um, a handful of things. They think that's, only, that's what Ibadah is. Ibadah is a comprehensive word. You need to understand what Ibadah is. Once you understand Ibadah very well, its definition, what it means, then you can know, oh, I've diverted it. Something that is Ibadah, I gave it to other than Allah. Then you'll realize. Now he's gonna explain it to you. Na'am.
0: <laughs> you see,
1: it's not exclusive to that which you mentioned. Some people only think that the ibadah is exclusive to salah, psalm, hajj, that's what they think. The Sheikh said no. Your ignorance of understanding the word. And I tell you this brothers, one of the things that people go mis- misguided is why? it is the fact that they don't understand the terminologies. This is a big problem. And that's what the enemies of Islam try to do. I, I advise you all, if you can read, read the book Mahmoud Shaker. Mahmoud Muhammad Shaker, Ahmed Shaker's brother, the great Muhaddith, his brother. He has a book called, Hadhi Thaqafatuna." A book called, Hadhi our, This is our uh, heritage. This is our uh, Islamic heritage. He wrote a book like that. And uh, he talks about how the enemies of Islam, the kind of battles that they're trying to uh, put towards the Muslims. Guess which battle they spend the most time on? Is through terminologies. They will go into your books and they will play with the usage of a word, water it down so you don't understand what it means. had will change. Ibad and why? How? One of the things that made people misunderstand the word ibadah is when they translated it into the word worship. Because worship means something different to ibadah. Worship only means praying. That's only. Christians, and none of them, never believe that a man having an intimate relationship with his wife is called a worship. What? Never. Ibadah for us can be all of that. It's comprehensive. Huh? It goes into how many things? So when you translate words, they have to be what? Like for example, translating the word Tawheed with monotheism. It's a mushkila. Because that's not the real meaning of it. That is not the real meaning of the word Tawheed. It doesn't mean oneness of Allah is the best word. The oneness of Allah. Monotheism is not right. Monotheism means that you worship Allah alone. Monotheism means you worship Allah. It doesn't mean you only worship Him. You can worship besides Allah, ta'ala, something else. But it means you worship Allah, wa ta'ala. that's the meaning that they take from it. Christians, Jews, all of them believe that they, they are monotheistic religions. Do we, believe, do we consider them that? To us, they're mushrikeen. They are what? Mushrik. So when you use that word, he'll say, I fall under that word as well. Well, some words, because the Arabic language is so powerful, it can't be translated into the English language, we should just take it from the Arabic and put it there like that. And say, when they ask us, what does it mean? Explain it to them if we can't find the right word for it. So these words, Tawheed, should be left with tohid. if we can't find a good English word for it. So the word Ibadah needs to be understood properly. The word Ibadah, it's ignorance of that word. And that's why so many times you see people who go off track in terms of the understanding of the Sharia. He doesn't understand what this word means. Like the Asha'irah. Like the, The word istiwa, they had to tamper with that word for for the meaning to change. So they said the word istiwa means what? Istawla, it means to overtake, to have, to own, to regain. You see, when the word doesn't mean that, the great grammarians of the Arabic language like Ibn Arabi, the great Maliki scholar, not Ibn Arabi, but Ibn Arabi, the great Maliki scholar, uh, who owns the book Al-Qabas, when he was speaking about the word Istawa, he said, the Arabs don't know Istawa to be istola. The Arabs don't know that. Sometimes you find a person say to you, music is halal. What's your evidence? Hey, look at Imam Malik saying it's makruh. Ahmed saying it's makruh. Hey, what does makruh mean? What does the word makruh mean? To the Salaf, makruh meant haram. The meaning makruh, to be disliked, is a later usage, used word. Even Allah in the Quran, he uses the word makruh as what? Haram. After Allah talked about zina. After Allah Taala talked to about killing your child, after Allah Taala talked to about big major sins, look what he said: Wa Allah referred to zina as makruh. Allah referred to what? In that Surah al-Hujurat, what did Allah say? kufra kufr Does that make sense? So what it means here, you have to understand the meaning of it. Before you start going out there and thinking something else, huh? Like for example, I saw a man who said, you have to distinguish between Ahlul Kitab and Mushrikun. They're not the same. What's your evidence for that? Huh. What's your evidence for that? And then he goes into the into the ayah. Uh, 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 so he said you have to distinguish between the kufar. And the Ahlul Kitab, they do different things. Ahlul Kitab are believers. Kuffar are something else. Yeah, why? Because Allah said, In kafaru min So from, from the Ahlul Kitab, there are kuffar and there's some are not kuffar. But jahl comes from, is that the word what? The min here is not meant by tab'idiyah. It's not some. This min is called bayanu jinsin. And it's like the ayah in Surah 2, Surah 2 where Allah says We send down from the, we send down the Quran as a cure. Can you say Qur'ani, that some of the Quran is a cure? <laughs> so all of these what I'm trying to say to you is that if you don't understand the word based on that خُبْث and filth and a misunder, uh, corrupt understanding comes from it. Does that make sense? ولذلك الصحابه في لوكدم like when they came to the prophet the ayah allatheena amanu wa lam yalbisoo eemanahum bi dhulmin ulaa'ika lahum al-amn wa hum muhtadun and came down they said ya rasul allah ayuna lam yadhlim nafsahu ya rasul who is it from amongst us who has never transgressed on himself who is it the one that has never done wrong who's never transgressed ayuna which one of us lam yadhlim nafsahu this ayah is saying allatheena amanu those who have come with iman and then who have not clothed their their, their selves with what Oppression. Those are going to have safety on this earth. They are the guided ones. Allah promised us safety, meaning Allah is going to give us a man on our lands, crops, safety, everything, when we come with what? When we stay away from dhulb. And Allah is going to give us guidance. So the Sahaba said, "O oh messenger of Allah, who is it from amongst us who doesn't oppress? Everyone oppresses. Where did they understand that it means that every oppression? all oppression. Where did they understand that from? The Arabic language. If you, when they you look at the ayah, what does it say? It's an indefinite. So it's an indefinite. In the context of what? We studied this in Qawa'id al the other day. An indefinite. In the context of a negation shows what? Generalization. So it should mean every form of oppression. That's how they understood it. But then when the Prophet looked at them and he said to them, Have you guys not heard? the speech of the the righteous man who is it Luqman. when he said to his people what did he say he said to his people in Verily, shirk is what so the zulm here is meant by shirk only so the sahabas they understood that word and its general meaning the prophet came and he done of it he narrowed it down for them Wasalam. So what does it mean, brothers? You have to go back to making sure you understand what the words in the sharia mean. These have haqa'iq shar'iyya. Inshallah ta'ala when we come to our, our inshallah Bismillah al kareem, when we study our other books in Usulul al-fiqh, we will study that, that every kalam, it's divided into haqa'iq, literal meanings. And there's haqaqa lughawiyyah, haqaqa shar'iyyah, haqaqa Ha. And based on those three different haqa'iq, or those three different types of definitions, the word meaning is taken out from it. So what does ibadah mean? The reason why these grave worshippers believe, huh? the reason why they believe that ibadah is only mahsurun, it is only exclusive to salah, siyam, and hajj is why? Because they don't even understand ibadah. So it's upon the du'at to start from the foundation to speak to these people about what is ibadah. What do you understand as ibadah? Wallahi, billahi, tallahi, Three names of Allah, swear by People whose beards are this big, who are du'at, who are out there teaching, wouldn't even understand, don't even know what ibadah is. Don't know what ibadah, Akhi, give me a definition of ibadah. Ten years he's been doing da'wah. He was the front line in da'wah. Out there on the streets, hours of heat. If you ask him, Akhi, what is ibadah? Give me a ta'rifun mani a comprehensive definition of what Ibadah means. Little from the servants of Allah, thank Him. A lot, a lot of them will tell you. And that's why a lot of the times when you look at the general mass, you think to yourself, I feel sorry for you guys. Because there is currently no one calling you to it. And we don't know anyone else who's coming up to do that. So it's important. That the salaf, the ulama, they used to take time out to address this matter. So inshaAllah, what does ibadah mean and what's the ta'arif of it?
0: بَلْ رَأْسُهَا وَأَسَاسُهَا الْإِعْتِقَادُ Rather, بل, rather, رَأْسُهَا,
1: the head of ibadah, أَسَاسُهَا, its foundation, اعتِقَادُ, and its belief.
0: وَقَدْ حَصَلَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ ذَلِكَ and that matter has actually, it's in their hearts. It's present in their hearts. بَلْ Rather they refer to it as what belief. وَيَصْنَعُونَ لَهُ مَا سَمِعْتَهُ مِمَّا تَفَرْعَىٰ عَنِ الْإِعْتِقَادِ مِنْ دُعَائِهِمْ وَنِدَائِهِمْ وَتَوَصُّلِ بِهِمْ وَالْإِسْتِغَاثَةِ وَالْإِسْتِعَانَةِ وَالْحَلَفِ وَالْنَذَرِ وَغَيْرِ ذَلِكَ
1: So what they do, وَيَسْنَعْعُونَ they make. لَهُ for them, these people they worship, they start making for them what? مَا سَمِعْتَوْ that which you hear مِمَّا تَفَرَّعَ عَنِ الْإِعْتِقَادِ مِنْهُمْ Based on the belief that they have, dua, nida, calling on to them. التوصل استغاثة استعانة الحَلْفِ Another. All of those which are form of ibadat, they go and do it for what? Shaykh Al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah. Shaykh islam ibn Taymiyyah gave a comprehensive definition of what ibadah means. Comprehensive. In his book, Al-Udiya, page six. sheik Al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah said, Al-ibadah, what ibadah is? Hiyasmun jami'un. It's a general term. In everything which Allah loves. Min al in terms of speech. Well, actions in terms of actions, baṭinah that which is apparent and that which is it, that which is within. Ibadah can be internally and it can be external, and it can, it's also actions. Huh? It's also speech. Those are all ibadah. Allah loves it and He's pleased with it. You have to look for that. أنا نشجع فيز examples فالصلاة والزكاة والصيام والحج والصدق والحديث وأداء الأمانة وبر الوالدين وصلة الأرحام والو... والوفاء بالعهود والأمر بالمعروف والنهي عن المنكر والجهاد للكفار والمنافقين والإحسان إلى الجار واليتيم والمسكين وابن السبيل والمملوك من الآدميين والبهائم والدعاء والذكر والقراءة وأمثال ذلك من العبادة all of أوفهم العبادات وكذلك حب الله ورسوله وخشية الله والإنابة إليه وإخلاص الدين له والصبر لحكمه حكمه والشكر لنعمه والرضا بقضائه والتوكل عليه والرجاء لرحمته والخوف من عذابي وأمثال ذلك هي من العبادة. all of those are full under the terminology or the definition that the sheikh gave. وذلك أن أن العبادة هي الغاية المحبوبة له والمرضية له التي خلق الله الخلق لها كما قال تعالى وما خلقت الجن والانس إلا ليعبدون يعبدون وب أرسل جميع الرسل انتهى كلامه. But Sheikh Shaykh finally after he mentions all of those things, that they are all types of ibadat, he says, وَذَلِكَ and it is. أَنَّ الْعِبَادَةَ That the ibadah, it is the objective, it is the goal. Allah created you from clay, placed blood circulation. All of these eyes, ears, mouth, lungs, heart, everything made your heart beat and allowed you to live in this world for only one reason so wrong that the whole purpose you were brought into this world. Allah didn't bring you so you can eat. Allah didn't bring you into this world so you can get married. Allah didn't bring you into this world so you can have children. Allah, all of those are side points. The objective of why you were brought to this world is Al-Ibad. That is the primary reason of your existence. How is it that you're gonna turn away from that? Real reason of the objective you were brought? From what? In which Allah wants you to come in. Your food, your marriage, your children are all a means to help you do your ibadah. That's how it should work. You have children, so you can do ibadah, so you can follow Allah's command in raising them, so you can teach them to become those who next generation who carry on Allah's worship. You see, when you eat, you're eating so you can pray the next salah, so you can fast. So, you can make more dua, so you can slaughter for his sake, for you to do all the forms of ibadah there are, the eating is for that reason. But what have we done? Our ibadah is a means to what? To get money, to live, to get life. Our, our objective is what? Our objective is what? Our objective is our dunya. The person is looking for a fatwa if he can combine all the prayer. Well, that's your money wasn't the real reason why you wrote into these it's what this this is what the problem happens when the person does not know what how to prioritize or oh, he doesn't know which one is asal and which is a farah he wants to combine the prayer for work which one was the asal the asal was the ibadah for him to worship Allah tabarak wa ta'ala and he's looking for this fatwa for what because to him the work the job the, the earning is everything to him the ibadah on the other hand is a side branch side point Na'am. So the said that, أن العبادة هي المحبوبة له. it is the objective which Allah loves for you, which he's pleased with. التي خلق لها. Allah created the creation for that. كما قال تعالى, as Allah said. وما if you think about it, Allah says something after ma khalaqtu al jinna wal insa." Allah says in Surah Dariyat. That same page, that same last part of Surah Dariyat. What did Allah say after that? ma khalaqtu al wal illa liyabudun, ma uridu minhum min wa ma uridu an Inna Allaha huwa matin. Allah after told him Ibadah, Allah told him, "I don't want any provision from you. It's not like I want money from you or I need you to help me. لا. Remember, I'm the one who's going to provide for you." Ka'na Allah wa Ta'ala is saying to you, through Ibadah you will live. I will give you provision and uh, how to gain something. You see? So this ayah, wa خَلَقْتُ tul So not only you, even the jinn, they were brought into this world for what reason? To worship Allah Ta'āla. Look at how powerful. And then إِلَّا أَدَوَاتُ Hasar. Always underline that. istithna, negation. And there's an exception in there has that powerful meaning it's like la ilaha illallah negation and there's an exception there is to show you that powerful meaning which is I didn't create you for no other reason whatsoever that's the meaning it has now except what to worship me subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah negated everything else and he only affirmed what that is called what istithna it's a, it's an exception and that's the most powerful <coughs> exception which is the exception which is connected to the sentence. It is not mufarraqah, it's not distance from it. Na'am. It's the one in Suratul Asr. Allah ta'ala negated it from everybody else except these people.
0: Na'am. Anna man tazayya bi ziyyil kuffari saara kafiran
1: The Shaykh rahimahullah he talks about a matter which is very serious. He said that the ulama have mentioned Anna man tazayya bi ziyyil kuffari saara kafiran Anybody who dresses himself the clothing of the disbelievers he is kafir like them. This speech of Imam Al-San'ani rahimahullah ta'ala is unrestricted a bit. It's what? It's a bit unrestricted, so We have to restrict it a bit, and we know what he means by it. So فَلَيْسَ Not everybody who dresses himself, like the way that the disbelievers dress themselves, does he become a kafir because of it? No. That is not the case. But the one that بِذِيِّهِمُ الَّذِي هُوَ فِي If he tries to dress himself in a clothing which they are known for, it's uniquely theirs. It's clothing which are uniquely theirs. It's their clothes, their popes, their priests, they wear it. It's their clothes. With knowledge and intentionally, that one falls under this. And as for these Muslims today who dress with these kind of caps and they wear these clothes and these gangster clothes and whatnot, huh? Uh, then these one are la wa la rayb, they fall under the wa'id, the severe warning of the hadith of the messenger. Man bi fa and the matter is very serious. Wallahi ulama have taken time out to write books on this. Ibn Hajjah rahimahullah ta'ala, he talked about uh, when, uh, in his book, uh, in, uh, the fasting of, on Saturday. Even though that book is mafqood, we don't have it today, but he speaks about it. Imam al-Dhahabi rahimahullah, ta'ala, libas the clothing of the kuffar. Imam al-Dhahabi has a risala. a little book on it. He speaks about it. Ibn Taymiyyah, the best book ever written on this issue. Iqtidat salat al-mustaqim. Ibn Taymiyyah, look what he does. He says that the path, the path to the straight, the straight path, to gain the straight path, he named his book what? To go on the straight path is to go against the path of the disbelievers. How is it that you read in Surah Al-Fatiha? Oh Allah divert me from the path of the Christians and the Jews and then as soon as you leave the salah you're already imitating them again. Five times a day everybody reads that. Five times a day. Each rak'ah الْمُسْتَقِيمِ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ Ibn Taymiyyah starts with that straight away. That the messenger وسلم, also said to his companions he said, Anyone who imitates a people is what? He's from those people he imitated. They used to say, The imitating of the kufar from the outer leads to the imitation of them in the heart. It is impossible that a people will imitate a people in which he differs from them within. It's impossible. And Ibn Taymiyyah brought practical examples in his great noble book, al Salat al-Mustaqim, he said, if two army members, two men, men, men from the military, if they both came to a place where they knew nobody and they, they, they didn't know each other, but they saw each other's clothing, automatically they will sit and talk to each other, they become friends, because they find a common ground which they have with one another. Clothing brings people together. If you're in a place where you, everyone else, and you, you see a Muslim brother with a lihiya and everything, automatically you find yourself uh, sitting with him and finding uh, time with him. You've, all of the other people don't have that with you. They're not Muslims. He's the only Muslim. You go and you sit with him. Na'am. The Prophet told us, والسلام, he said, The person is of the religion of his friend. Look who you take your friend, your religion, who who you take it, who you take as a friend. Also, the Prophet وسلم, said, The person is with who he loves the day of judgment. You're with the people you love. You want to walk like the Sahabas? You want to talk like the Sahabas? You want to act like the Sahabas? So you'll be resurrected with them. Anas ibn Malik, he said when the Prophet said that statement, that the person who is resurrected with the people he loves, Anas ibn Malik said عنه, there never came a day more happy to me than that day. Because he said, I knew I loved Abu Bakr. I knew I loved Umar. I knew I loved the Messenger. And I knew, inshaAllah, by my loving of them, that I'll be resurrected with them. So brothers, you have to understand, this issue of imitating the kufar and wearing their clothing and dressing like them it is a very serious issue it's a very serious issue that the muslims take very lightly and it's a matter that falls under al-wala wal-bara falls under the issue of wala wal-bara imitating the kufar walking like the kufar acting like the kufar dressing like the kufar our messenger sallallahu alayhi sallam He gave us extensive and many different issues here and there all of them were based on what lack of imitation of the kuffar just a couple of days ago we passed the fasting of the day of Ashura the messenger fasted the day of Ashura and he was told that the Jews also do the same look what the Prophet said he said they are not more befitted for Musa or Musa is not more closer to them and they are not more related to Musa than over us. The day of Ashura, no. Like Musa is closer to us. So what did the Prophet do? Because they have far they're doing a they they fast and they do what they do, the Prophet said, We will oppose them in what? We'll fast the day before it or after it. So even if we have to do something they have to do, we will try to change the form of how we do it. We will change what? The way we do it. Well, the Jews in Medina, what did they say? Muhammad does not want anything except to go against us. Everything he does, he finds out if we do it, and he goes against us on it. That's all he wants. Even the Jews realize what? They realize that the maqsad of the sharia, the objectives of the sharia is what? To free yourself from shirk and its people. So trying to dress like them, brings in your heart المحبة, الود, love admiration towards them especially those who wear their football t-shirts and dressed with those clothes it is problems that have gone all over the world see a person who lives in Somalia who's never he doesn't speak English he told you oh, a football player he's got his t-shirt on he's got the number everything how do you know this guy you see it's a problem so the Shaykh تعالى statement here is unrestricted, but with its context and everything in there, it's very serious. It's a dangerous issue. And you can realise how he's talking about it here. Na'am. So anything, if a matter is mushtaba, it's doubtful, stay away from it. Why would you want alhamdulillah? There's clothing you can wear which are out there. You can dress with. You love the Prophet. Do you really love him? Why are you not imitating him? Why don't you dress like him? Isn't it better for you to dress like him alay is better.
0: نعم. And
1: anyone who speaks the speech of Kufr he's a Kafir. Of course, uh, when is it like him? If the conditions are present and
0: the obstacles are missing. نعم. Then how is the
1: matter going to be? If the, just by mere utterance, the person becomes a Kafir just by imitating the kuffar from their outer with something they're unique from, it falls under that. Then what what do you think? What do you think? A person who believes in this with speech and action, he believes in it, he's pushing it, then what do you think?